Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it is a very upbeat place today, isn't it, Reading FC fans? We are here to talk about a 2-0 win over Bristol City and I've been joined by Matt Lansley. How are you doing, Matt? Oh, could not be better like Saturdays when your club wins football as we tweeted last night it's so understated actually how much it makes you feel better you know three 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 losses on the bounce and you just come back with a a performance and a win like last or uh, like like yesterday sorry and yeah just perfect football's coming home isn't it the beautiful game it was a pretty (laughs) ugly one wasn't it in many ways but it doesn't really matter we also had a little bits of quality which we're going to talk about but up to seventh in the league again. I mean, you've got to say that as a fantastic start to the season, considering where I thought we were going to be, 25 points already. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes without saying, you know, if if anybody asked Reading fans, you know, kind of if you thought we would have 20, 25 points after 16 games now, you know, I think most fans would have just snapped your hand off. You know, you look back to kind of the almost just desolate situation, desperate situation we had at the start of the season with with the players in contract situation, kind of the embargo and kind of the difference in feel in the ground, in the fan base. It's like, it's, well, I'm sure we'll come onto it later, but I think it's almost time that I think some people or we start just giving in some credit because I think the job he's done, of course, you had Bowen behind the scenes as well. Um, kind of waving his magic wand as well, uh, get, getting things in check. But um, yeah, I think it's he he does he deserves a lot of credit, Paul Ince, because again as well, just as people think the stip might the the, uh, the ship might be going astray a bit, it's just come back with a with a good win, back on track into seventh place, and it kind of just calms the nerves a bit. So so yeah. Yeah, totally. And you did mention Mark Bowen there. I was lucky enough to go up to bear with a couple of days ago and record a podcast with him. It's a two parts. One first one's like uh, me having a chat with him about general topics, about the direction of the club, what kind of state it was when he came into the club. He was really, really honest and open. The second part is fan questions that you sent in. To us via Twitter, I put a lot of them directly to him. He answered them straight up as much as you can in his position. Um, you've listened to it, Matt. What did you think of it so far? Then it's just 
like like I think I I liked Bowen the first time when when he was at the club. He was talking a lot of a lot of sense. It's a little bit like Ince kind of in his in his interviews. But I, I mean, just a lot of the stuff that he's saying. And yeah, I'm being lucky enough to to have listened to it, and I cannot wait for it to go out and for everyone to listen to it. But it's just it's just refreshing just to hear some honest truths. You feel like he's being very genuine when he's actually talking about certain situations at the club and kind of what he wants to see at the club, how he wants things done. Yeah, it's 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 a really exciting one. It's just great that we can get podcasts out like that and um, yeah, just um, get listening, guys, when it comes out. Yeah, totally. It will be out tomorrow morning. So uh, get listening. Let us know your thoughts on it as well, because uh, feedback is uh, always great for us. So let's get back to the game from uh, yesterday. Baba Raman uh, came into the team, as did Lucas Jow, Fauna and Yidim going out, who was injured, suspended. I'm not quite sure if he's injured or uh, still or not. Uh, that was not quite clear. But we made a pretty decent start, didn't we? And um, what did you make of the changes then uh, that you saw there, Matt? Um, yeah, I think... Me, 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 and me and Alex, I think, have have wanted to see have wanted to see Zhao, Zhao, um, Ince and Mate up front for quite some time because it's it's quite a dynamic kind of attack when you think of it like that. So it was really nice to actually finally see that. I think we wanted to see that at Swansea, didn't quite happen, but yes, yeah, seeing that kind of on the on the start sheet yesterday was it was it was nice because it was just nice to actually just finally see almost what we'd wanted to see for a while. Um, I think I think Yeardom is injured. He would have been suspended today, but kind of tactical injury. Well done, Yeards on that on that front. <laughs> um, but um, but but yeah, I, like, I think even though I was a bit worried singing Bengue at the back as well because was he twenty? You know, play, playing centre back it meant that you know you had pretty much what's Tom McIntyre? I think twenty three. You know, as you as your oldest centre back, Holmes captaining the squad big test for Holmes like we'd kind of seen him last year when he had to control you know a back a back 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 four he kind of it's 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 harsh to say and tough to say but he did kind of struggle and crumbled at times so you kind of looked at it and you thought just hopefully he can kick on he's done so well so far this season he, the, the step up he's made controlling that back four you know it goes without saying it's been really really good um but but yeah it, it still kind of feels you a bit bit of worry but um but but yeah it's still nice that we can bring players like Baba Raman in you know when Yudom's injured so there's there's quality there yeah I, I thought um Tom Holmes and Timo were very good yesterday uh was it their best ever performances no probably not but they looked very solid um Bristol City offered very very little in the whole of the match I don't think Lumley had a save at all to make but in the fifth no. minute we have our first chance Atkinson gives the ball away for them in their own half. Pretty much summed up Bristol City. Sloppy. Ince takes it down the right-hand side, crosses the ball in. Matey can't quite stretch enough to get enough kind of like power and contact on the header, but a good start from us. That was brilliant. And kind of Ince, Ince again, just making menace of himself and kind of the midfield and bringing it forward really well. You know, we've seen we've seen this time and time again from from Ince and puts in a very good ball. You know, he, he does brilliantly on the right. Um, Anyway, kind of a couple of step overs, making the space for himself to actually get that ball. in. it's a brilliant cross. It's just it's just a shame. Mate tussling a bit, really, with um with with, with the Bristol defender. Um, I mean, it would have been a 
brilliant start had that have gone in you know like i, I was when, when when it when it came in it's kind of the the situation you want to see mate in isn't it you know when coming in on crosses like that diving headers he's normally very good at them um yeah may, maybe just the defender did a good job on him just kind of tussling with him enough to kind of keep him away from the action for split second enough to mean that you couldn't get there but i mean it was it, it it was a positive start i mean it kind of it kind of quietened down a bit really after that didn't it um nothing really happened i think jeff hendrick had a bit of a bit of a snapshot but i mean kind of a get after the midweek performance and chucking away a, a two goal lead it was probably kind of some fans might not like you saying it but it's probably what you would have wanted because it could have been very easy to come out and you know they they came out quite fast and then it just settled into the game but the one thing you didn't want to see was obviously Bristol taking the lead because you know when you're three games winless and you know you've just thrown away a two goal lead in in the week if you concede first it's it's you get all the naysayers coming out you you might get a bit of booze and that and it just deflates the whole kind of atmosphere so it was almost kind of it, it was good to see a solid start anyway. You know, some people might have said it was boring, but I mean, I think the Reading defence did brilliantly really to stop Bristol from from really creating anything or doing anything. Yeah, pretty much the first half. <laughs> there really wasn't much else to talk it's not about. Not really much more to say. <laughs> no, no, I'd love to be able to like sit here and say, oh yeah, there was chances. We, um, I don't know, Lumley made great saves or defensively we had good moments. Just nothing really happened, did it? We looked no. fine. Um, Bristol City gave absolutely no threat in the first half. They were particularly poor in that one. Second half, kind of start off similar again from us. And this is what we wanted to see, isn't it? It's actually not going, you know, crazy and kamikaze in games and going too full and going home. But we want to see the team attacking a little bit, don't we? And I think we saw the balance yesterday. Not absolutely spot on, because I don't think it was, but it was better. It was, it was, yeah, and 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 like I say, especially after after the week, really that 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 we had, you know, um, it it could it could have been very easy to get like like say go, go a bit gung ho or start with a bit bit of bit lower confidence, but it just didn't it didn't quite happen, you know. So which which is nice to see, and I think it's it's one thing we've always had under Int so far, like whenever whenever we've had a bad game or a couple of bad games they've always been able to come back and you know be be resolute and i think to be honest a team like bristol city the way they play is probably the teams will do better against you know it's the good footballing sides that 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 seemingly we struggle against you know the the swansea's the sheffield united's of of this league really the only kind of anomaly to that theory is obviously the rotherham game but um the less said about that, that one the better um <laughs> Um, so it, it was, it was, it was good to see and kind of, again, it, they started on the front foot in the second half and kind of get, they, I think it came from a set second corner, didn't it? Cause it's, it's had a, it's had a blocked shot that kind of, um, goes out for a corner on the right hand side and, um, it's puts in an absolute peach of a corner. And I mean, um, Loom couldn't really do much wrong with that. Could he Paul? Uh, no, nothing at all. I mean, it, to miss from there. I mean, we have seen players miss from there, haven't we, Matt? We definitely have. But sadly, there's a growing list that kind of too long to. Listen, yeah, we have. But yeah, it's a perfect header. The goalie can do nothing about it. For me, it had a little tiny bit of the Swansea goal against us during the week. Loom it was actually, actually yeah, it was very. Marker. 
Yeah. It was almost identical, actually. Loom making that near post run, not picked up, flicking it on. And yeah, it, it was it, it, it's it's nice to see it the other way around. I'd rather not remember the uh the the Swansea one personally. If 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 we can keep it to us just doing them in the future, that'd be perfect. But um, it's just lovely to see a score from set pieces and not concede from them. Yeah, and like I think we want to do is like create that version because Bristol City then do go on to have a lot of um set pieces later on but talking about the goal again um what did you think of loom yesterday because he is a mixed bag isn't he you're never quite He's... sure what's going to come up with him yeah i think i think Ince kind of summed it up in his um in his post-match interview i think about about um uh, about loom you know like he, he, when, when he when he's when he's good and when he's firing he's a man mountain but there was times even yesterday where sloppy passes in the midfield gives away gives away the ball his first touch you know we've said it a few times on this podcast isn't always the best you know so but like how can I not love a guy that has a song to the sound of Venga boys you know like I mean come on that was just yeah <laughs> that was that 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 was good yesterday but I mean yeah like I I we just need to see more consistency out of Loom. I think that's the bottom line. Joking aside about him, I think he could be a real kind of cult hero and kind of fan's favourite. Oh, I think he is almost a bit of a fan's favourite just with his song alone. But he just needs to find this consistency and almost needs to calm down a bit, I always feel, because I think he always gets a bit almost overexcited when he goes in for a tackle or if he gets the ball has the chance to make a pass. And I think that's sometimes where you see the mistakes creeping in in this game. Um, if he can kind of get on top of that, you've got a good player in there because, you know, it was he's six, six, two, six, three, six, four. I mean, he dwarfs anyone my size. That's not hard, albeit, but like, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's just a mountain of a guy. So yeah, hopefully he can kind of, maybe it's confidence. I don't know. But hopefully, you know, yesterday and kind of the love he got from the Reading fans, hopefully he can use that and just take that forwards from there. Yeah, let's hope so. And also this fellow uh, midfielder, Jeff Hendrick, got a lot of love from Paul Ince after the match, saying he was... Rightfully so, I think. Yeah, yeah, the best player on the pitch, a Premier League performance. i got to say, in the first half, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't terrible or anything. But the second half, he definitely upped his game. Um, there was a big difference in quality there. You could see it. And you're never going to get there every week with Jeff Hendrick. You're just not going to ha- get it. That's why he's not in the Premier League. You know, that's why he's with us. But I think if he can have, if he can knock out 10, 11 performances like that, and it's going to help us get wins, it'd be huge over a season. Absolutely, Absolutely. massive. So you've got to stick with the players. It's like you see players getting abuse all the time, like Lucas Giles gets a lot at the moment. These players are in a situation where we're under an embargo. We're having a fantastic start to the season. Does that mean you can't say they're poor? No, of course you can. But they're trying. I think there's only players that aren't actually trying and don't care for the team. And I think you've just got to like stick with them a little bit, even when you're up in ups and downs. But what did you think of Jeff Hendrick yesterday, Matt? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Yeah, I think kind of you summed it up quite well, I think, there, to be honest. is like the first half was almost a bit of a kind of just a typical Hendrick performance we've seen this year not doing not doing too much badly but also not really getting into the game that much so it's 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 hard to say that he's playing bad but then when he's not doing that much there's that balance there but I mean the second half I mean he 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 was fantastic I think we've seen a defensive side to him yesterday as well in the second half that we've not really seen all too often you know he was getting back putting in good slide tackles like say kind of being the Jeff Hendrick that like I think we kind of hoped that we we'd signed, you know, when you think back to kind of when he was, when he was all firing, you know, for, for, for Burnley and that in the Premier League, you know, you really had a battling midfielder who could do, you know, a bit of everything, but we just not really seen that. And I guess Hendricks very much like Loom where you, we're just needing consistency and just not, not consistency of not doing that much, which, you know, he seems to almost fall into too much this season, just the consistency of like, like a second half like yesterday because I think he he was very very good yesterday in the second half and he's got a lot of stick again he got a lot of stick after Swansea as well for his performance um but but yeah we just need consistency from from both those in midfield because if you get those two firing that's a really really solid midfield you've got with those two and then you've got the likes of Fauna on the bench behind him as well so get them firing and you're in a really good position yeah, totally. And that's exactly what we want, isn't it? That competition in the squad. Bristol City then gone to make multiple substitutions. I think indication of their performance yesterday is the fact they used all five subs. I think yeah. that kind and I of think, tells you where they're at. Yeah. I mean, not, not, Nigel Pearson talked about it after the game, like the fact that they made the three substitutions because his team just wasn't wasn't giving anything and and he, he was talking about how they came off a you know really good win um in the week I think, I think was it Sheffield United I think they beat in the week you know and he put out the same squad and they just couldn't give him the same the same effort and talking about how it's worrying I mean you love when you hear an opposition manager talking like that when it's your team that's kind of inflicted that pain on him but um but but yeah I, like, I think it just goes to show how the good that Reading was doing like yesterday I don't think it was all that Bristol City were that bad I think a lot of credit has to go to Reading and the back line and um, kind of on that topic I just want to pick out Tom Holmes as well I know we've talked about him a little bit already but I think yesterday certainly I saw a side to Tom Holmes that I'd not really seen before um, you saw him obviously captain being vice captain and Yeardum being out he's the natural obviously captain to to step up in Yeardum's place but certainly in the second half you, you saw a really commanding side to Tom Holmes um there was multiple times when I think Hoylip was out on the right and pushing up a lot Holmes was communicating him telling him to t- telling him to drop back a bit keeping the shape I mean he commanded the the back three fantastically as well even when um uh, Abby came on he, he, he it, it was it was just a very very mature performance from Tom Holmes and one that we'd not really seen before but I think we're seeing an evolution of a very good championship defender in Tom Holmes and being 22 I think it's a really, really good player that we've got there. Yeah, no, no, it's exciting, isn't it? Having young players in the team. Um, obviously, it's a huge bonus that they're Redden fans, him and T-Mac, but you want them to be good. That's the yeah. overriding factor. You, you love the story. It, it, it doesn't... In. And but it doesn't they, matter they, if they're Redden fans. If they're... As well. I mean, they yeah. both want to be seen as good players, first of all, not... Redden fans. That's that's like the icing on the cake, isn't it? That's what they want, isn't it? But 
the cherry on top of the cake maybe i'll get <laughs> i think i think I, I think the biggest thing about yesterday as well though i think just just kind of finish up on it is you can see why tom holmes has been appointed vice captain i think yesterday mm. it, it, it was just one of those performances that i think you look at and it will go under the radar because i think people will think there was players that did more in the game yesterday but i think it can't go unheard what tom holmes did at, at the back yesterday controlling the back 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 three back five whatever you want to call it it was really really good yeah totally and there are some moments when bristol city came close to coming back into the game because they did up their game after we scored a little bit i mean it wasn't constant pressure the fact that lumley didn't have a save kind of tells you everything again but there were moments if they weren't switched on they could have equalized and it could have been a totally different situation we bring on Shane Long, and I'm thinking this is exactly the play you want to bring on in these games, isn't it, Matt? Because he just knows how to shithouse the championship. And is he going to score a bundle of goals? Probably not. But will he assist some goals? And will he cause problems? And will he be a complete pain in the ass to play against? Yes, he will. And do we love Shane Long? Yes, we do, don't we? <laughs> I mean, I think the love for Shane Long is unconditional. I mean, like, I, like I was, I was saying it to the chap that I stand next to um, in Club Eighteen Seventy One, Adam. During the, or actually, he said it to me as well that you just love it when you see him coming on. You still get, you still get this little emotional feeling when he comes on. And I mean, I'm beaming from ear to ear when I'm talking about him. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a weird one with him. But I mean, yeah, Shane Long, give him the keys to the city. We fucking love the guy. Excuse my French, but yeah, I just and to see him still do kind of what he's doing in the championship at, at, at his age. I mean, there was a moment as well, kind of just after he came on where I think it was just after a throw in, he he hustles the defender, turns him, run, runs knee to the byline, cuts it back to, I think it was Hendrick who lays it off to Winston. I mean, that, that should have been, you know, almost two, two nil at that point, but you know, you're seeing, you, you just see a really experienced player in Shane Long with all the nous of you know a top championship player premier league player he just knows what to do he knows he knows what what efforts needed he knows where to put his body he knows when to chase after balls you know his his footballing brain is just so good and it, of course that you can say that comes with experience and that but i mean i like i just <laughs> i think every reading fan Lo loves him whenever he comes on like i just I, I i just really hope this isn't his only season with us i really hope we we like re-sign him for another season because it's it's just shane long i just want him to be here until like until he retires i just yeah i love him and i think everyone does i'm not gonna break <laughs> into song because nobody wants to hear that i've done that occasionally on the podcast and i think everyone just turns off at that point and i totally respect that but also someone who gets so much love hand who gets the second goal is Andy Carroll. He's such a popular player at the club. I think he's better to bring on in some most games, but I'm sure he'd love to be starting in these games. But it's a good finish. Shane Long sets him up, completely bullies closer, who the Bristol City defender, who I think Bristol City fans were um, raging with after the game. They were not happy with it. <laughs> but it's just a good finish, isn't it? I mean... You know, it closed out the game. It made everything so much nicer. And Nathan Abbey can now, like, you know, enjoy his last few minutes on the pitch, can't he? Because he knows it's probably going to be a win. Nelson Abbey, not Nathan. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, it was good to see Abbey coming on. I think that was his championship debut. So, you know, hats off to him. Full credit to him. Hope it was a good day, obviously, for him and his family and everyone. It's obviously 
you'd think be a good one, obviously, with, with, with a win there. But, I mean, the goal at the end, I mean, like, I never really thought we were going to lose that game yesterday because, I mean, Bristol City just offered absolutely nothing. But, I mean, again, we were talking about Hendrick earlier, but, I mean, he does absolutely brilliantly in the midfield. Again, Hendrick almost just bullying. Um, I think it was their number 17. I can't quite remember um, uh, the chap's name. But winning the ball in the midfield and just putting this fantastically weighted pass to Long. But, I mean, so much credit, again, has to go to Long there for, for the run. And then... I mean, he's obviously five foot ten or so, and out muscling a big centre back. Come on, you know, like it's he's he's just an absolutely fantastically there, and kind of you were kind of wondering at that point does he take to the corner flag? Does he try and get it into Carroll? But I mean, he does. He just brings it in beautifully. How he actually threads the ball across to Carroll as well, because when when you when you rewatch it, he's kind of put it in between both centre backs. And with the perfect weight on it and to Andy Carroll at the back post. And I mean, Andy Carroll does what Andy Carroll does. Fantastic finish. And I mean, the stadium just absolutely erupted. It, it like it, it, it was it, it was a weird one. It was almost like a last minute winner that 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 goal with, with with like some of the celebrations. I mean, there was absolute pandemonium in Club 1871. Hugs going left, right and centre. People that you don't even know, like hugging each other. It was, it was just brilliant. And I don't know whether or not it was long to Carol because that's just that's just a combination of dreams, isn't it? When you when you think of an an assist from Long, a finish from Carol is just brilliant. But yeah, it, it just finished off a just a really solid game, I think all round really. You know, for 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 the team, I think two 0 probably was fair. You almost could have said it probably should have been three or four nil with some of the chances that, that we had and forgetting as well that Bubba Rahman hit the post as well early in the second half. You know, it was just a cracking performance. But yeah, that that goal at the end, celebrations to match, it was just just the perfect the perfect end really to um to to a win that broke broke obviously our losing streak. I'm now thinking of uh, oh what a perfect day of a song and I'm just don't do it Paul do not break into the song don't do how, it how about how about you two you two and what a wonderful oh there's loads, cool. there's loads there we there's go loads. There's so many <laughs> that we could do but we're not going to do them so basically a perfect situation for us clean sheet which is always a bonus for us isn't it we we love those because defensively at the start of the season we looked real shaky and other points we have we've let in quite a few goals recently but this was a game we had to win we went out and done it it, it eases the pressure a little bit on the games coming up against Burnley and Luton I think we're going to find Burnley really tough against Luton you don't know you don't know it's not impossible but Burnley showed their power yesterday 2-0 down the silent and still going in on to win 4-2 I think they're starting to pick up now, aren't they? They're starting to like really show their class there. And that's our next match. How do you think that one's going to go, Matt? And what is your score prediction? It's a tough one. And I think I think Burnley as well, I think they're like unbeaten in 14 as well. You know, they're, they're, their run that they've actually gone on is quietly kind of gone under the radar. They've been drawing a lot of games. Um, but it's 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 tough to really kind of predict a win isn't it i'd love to say that we're back up today with, with, with a win um i'd always take a draw or, or most places we go to i take a draw away from home um if we can pick up a draw at, at bernie just back up back up this week's performance with you know a 1-1 even a nil nil you know just two clean sheets on the bounce after kind of the run we went on 
a uh, bit bit of a winless run, you know, to kind of back it up with a good two nil at home to to Bristol and a draw away to to Burnley. I don't think many will be able to to really complain at that. So once um, yeah, g- give me give me a draw and I'll I'll take that all day. I'll be ecstatic if we get a draw there. I mean, I might sound <laughs> negative, but their form is really good, really impressive. It is. Um, I'd love to win there, obviously. But um, I think being realistic, I think it's going to be one of those games that we're probably going to lose this season, but then we move on. I, I think hopefully, hopefully we can channel our inner Nick Blackman and Lucas Piazon that gave us that famous uh, away win there back in, was it 2016? I think, uh, no, 2015, oh. I think it was even. So fans favourite because Piazon. It doesn't Two get enough favourites. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I should I shouldn't really have brought his name up on this podcast. I feel like I've just uh, <laughs> blasphemed or something. Like yeah. you'll have to excuse me, everyone. I'm sorry. Disgrace. I'm sorry to bring back those get memories. Off. Get off. You're gonna block <laughs> you. You're absolute disgrace. Right then. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. If you've enjoyed it, give us a five star review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. We really appreciate it. And make sure that you also uh, listen to both parts of the Mark Bowen podcast, which uh, reminder is coming out tomorrow. Cheers. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye.